0: <laughs> back. (laughs) We'll be right back. Hello and welcome to this edition of Small Talk. We have with us a very, very interesting lady that I met quite recently, actually. Uh, I met her in Ocala and uh, just, it's interesting. You have to be careful how you speak to people when you meet them because I I heard two Trinidadian women speaking in Walmart and I passed and I said, hey, two Trinis in Wally World and I went about my business. Well, The long and short of the story, I met this lady again in the airport and um, we struck up a friendship and it's been amazing. I just spent two wonderful weeks in my country and had an opportunity to meet her and her daughter. And uh, one of the things that I really loved about her was her story. You know, everybody has a story. So today I would like to welcome... Mrs. Darrell. Her name is Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle Darrell. And I just want to say, say hi. Hi.
1: Hi, everyone. (laughs) It's nice being here. Thanks for having me,
0: Jackie. Wonderful. And it's my pleasure and privilege to do so. Now you have a story, Gabrielle, you have a story like I have never heard. uh, And when I say never heard, there are so many people with different facets of their story. But I think that the part that blessed me the most with yours is the fact that you are more than a conqueror, and I want you to tell us a little bit. Yeah, tell me a little bit about your story. I'm gonna just relax today and chill, and just just have you share. Is that okay with you? All right,
1: quite okay.
0: Excellent. Okay,
1: well, I lost my mother to breast to colon cancer. Sorry, in 2002. Mm -hmm. And then my grandmother, the same colon cancer in 2006, four years later. Mm -hmm. So actually my mother had colon cancer before she had me. So she was in remission for about 33 years. Right. So I knew that cancer was a part of our family. So then when I lost both of them four years apart, I got a little more serious about my health and that sort of thing. So, in 2017, one day I was at the gym exercising, and we were doing flies exercise. And I had become what my children call a junkie. So I I always do a little extra more than everybody else. So when we were because of the number of reps we were doing that day, the instructor said we should use three pound weights. That was a Monday afternoon. But being who I I used the five pound weights. So I was expecting muscle soreness. And when the muscle soreness went on beyond two days, I got concerned. So then by Friday night, when it continued, it was a nagging pain on my left side. I decided to follow the pain and I found a lump in my breast. I'm a Seventh day Adventist. So the next day I went to church and the nurse at church, I had her feel the lump and the expression on her face was like, you need to go and get this checked out. Mm-hmm. so I went during the following week and got got tested I did an ultrasound which was followed up by a biopsy
0: mm. wow.
1: and it proved that I had a carcinoma so that was January of 2017 mm. shortly after I got that diagnosis a friend of mine sent me a video by another Seventh Adventist lady in Jamaica who had breast cancer. And she decided she was not doing chemotherapy and radiation after her surgery. Mm. I decided I was not doing any surgery. That was January of 2017. And I changed my lifestyle and started using some herbs and continued exercising. And then in December of 2017, my sister who lives in Virginia said I should come to her home And she'd take me to get retested, which I did. And when I was retested, it showed that I had a second lung. Oh, wow. Yes. The oncologist said to me, if you were my wife, I would tell you have surgery as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So I came home. And in February of 2018, I had a mastectomy of my left breast. And I decided that I was not going to do chemotherapy, and radiation. Instead, I would follow a health program that the Seventh Adventist Church promotes called New Start. It's an acronym for nutrition, exercise, water, sunlight, temperance, air, rest, and most important, trust in God. And I became a vegan because I was already a vegetarian from 2015. But I was still eating fish. so I gave up fish and I have been a vegan since then. I've never done, like I said chemotherapy and radiation. And on wow. the fifth of February this year, I would have celebrated my fifth, what I call my golden survival birthday, five wow. years since the surgery, but it's actually six years since the diagnosis. Hmm. And God has been amazingly good. every day I get up, I give him. All the praise and glory for allowing me another day to live, Mm. another day to be a testimony for him. Um, I I love encouraging other women to know that God is good. He is the life giver. I know that I am here only because of him and nothing that I have done, but only because by his grace.
0: Amen. Wow. That is absolutely phenomenal. So you're saying back in... 2018, you had a a, a left uh, mastectomy on your left breast, correct? Yes. Yes. W- I mean, wh- what was that like? I mean, how 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 do you translate that feeling of having, you know, a, an essential part of what you know of yourself as a woman b- to be removed from your body?
1: Like I said, from 2017, I didn't want to do any surgery. Mm. I. I thought I would just change my lifestyle and the cancer would go away. But one of the things my sister said to me and I didn't want to do the surgery, Mm. she said, think of it as an intruder. If an Mm. intruder comes into your house, would you allow the intruder to remain there? No. You would want to get rid of the intruder and then you want to protect yourself so that the intruder can't come back. Mm -hmm. So with that backdrop, I said, okay, I will do this surgery. And my approach to it was, this is my chance for another chance at life. So if I have to lose a breast in order for God to give me another chance at life, right. then that's the way it has to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, well, that's powerful. Um, you mentioned the New Start program where... You talk about nutrition, exercise, and what, what was the W for? Water. Water. So, is it sunshine? Sunlight. Yes. Sunlight. Temperance. Uh-huh.
1: Temperance. 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 Mm-hmm. Air. Air. Rest. 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 And trust in God.
0: And trust in God. Wow. That's some some powerful um. Uh, I want to say mantras that that you and and principles for life, you know, um, new and, and I love what it stands for. It's a new start. Yeah. Um, Talk to someone like, like recently as of last week, to be honest, a friend of mine um, called me and she said that um, she had been given as she called it the C diagnosis. And I'm finding that um, the words, the first words that you speak, after a diagnosis or a prognosis is given to you is a pretty clear um, determination of what that outcome is going to be. She has refused to even utter the word. She has absolutely subjected herself right now to just obeying God's word and, and finding out how to eat, what to eat, just like you did, you know? So let's talk to someone who has just been diagnosed or someone who is recently going through that. What what are your thoughts and what are some of the things that encouraged you in your journey?
1: First of all, I would let them know that cancer is not a death sentence. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that I accepted. That is not a death sentence, and maybe to Jackie's, because like I said, I had my mother and grandmother's experience, mm. right? And I was encouraged and told, even with them, that a positive outlook on life, of the will to live, right. makes the difference with a cancer patient, a cancer survivor. Mm. Mm. So I always had the will to live. I um, Maybe it might be it might be considered amazing, but I never cried about this. Mm. When I got the diagnosis, I could still remember where I was my husband and I were going to the grocery store and I stopped, I opened the envelope and I read it and I I said, well, God knows best and Mm. he's in charge from here on, you know, Mm. I had that positive outlook that God knows best. If it is his will to take me, then he knows best. So I would tell a person, first of all, cancer is not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. You need to have that positive look that God is in charge. Mm-hmm. He is the healer. He is still the great physician mm-hmm. and he's still in the healing business. Mm-hmm. And once you have that positive outlook and you look at promises, I have a promise in Second Chronicles 20, verse 15 to 17, where it says, stand still and let the Lord fight your battle this battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. I can't fight this. Mm. So I gave the battle over to him Mm. and that is what has kept me. So if Mm. you would hold on to his promises, Mm -hmm. believe this is not a death sentence, make Mm -hmm. the necessary changes. The changes is not what keeps you. It's he who keeps you. But you need to do your part. So it's like a bilateral contract. You do your part and God will do his part. Mm. And Positive outlook and surround yourself with persons who support you, who love you, and who encourage you and have that same positive outlook. I must say that my family has been a positive help for me. I have one friend in particular who every morning since that day, either messages or calls to make sure that I wake up.
0: Hmm. Hmm. He
1: has been an amazing support. And then I have my church family. So Amen. allow people to be around you that love you and support you and trust in God.
0: Wow. So you have the word, you have familial support, um and you gain strength not only from the word of God, but you gain strength from the the arms that are literally holding you up. Yeah? Yes. And and I yes. think that that is one of the most powerful things that you said. You have the word. And to be honest with you, you and I both know the word works if you work yes. the word but yes. at the same time knowing that no man is an island and you do not stand alone it is vital to have people speak into your life people of like faith people of people yes. of like mind and people who basically understand what trusting God is really all about even when you don't yes. see it you continue to speak life yes? So one one other thing that I wanted to to find out from you, what was it like as as a mom, as a you know, dealing with your kids as it related to this?
1: I was straightforward with them from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I got the diagnosis, I sat them down. I remember it was a Friday evening and we were having worship, and I sat them down and told them what the diagnosis is. Mm-hmm. And I remember my youngest son was, mommy, are you going to die? And I Mm -hmm. said, I don't know. That's God's will. And they were sad and worried and scared. But I think they fed off of my energy Mm -hmm. because they have never seen me sick and lie down, you know, lying out of it, I should say. Mm -hmm. When I had surgery, I had to bed rest. But other than that, the energizer, bunny, junkie, mommy that they knew continued being the same mommy just without one breast. So they feed off of me. So because I remain positive and stuff, they feed off of me. Mm. I must say, though, I'm very careful. So anything that I see that I think might be a little different and off at my body, I make sure I go and find out what's going on.
0: Right. That's powerful, wow! You have um, you have really been a blessing to us today. Um, how difficult was it, um, as far as you know, getting your the the image and, and being able to fit clothes properly? How 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 difficult was that um, after surgery? Because you you mentioned that took place in twenty eighteen.
1: Eighteen, yes. In twenty eighteen, when I did the surgery, my sister from Virginia came to be here with me. Mm-hmm. And she bought me a prosthetic insert. Oh, okay. And at that time, I was a lot smaller because I had lost a lot of weight. So mm-hmm. I would use that. And as I got better, mm-hmm. I started to gain weight. So there were times that if you know and you look at me, you would see one side bigger than the other. <laughs> and so certain clothes I couldn't wear because it was very obvious. If it's anything that's fitting, close fitting, you mm-hmm. would see it. And then other times I would just say, so what? At least I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) But I visited my sister in Ocala. As you told them, that's how we met. Mm -hmm. And she took me to a lingerie store with a person who was also a survivor. So a lot more sensitive in how to fit you and stuff. I was actually there, unlike Mm -hmm. the first um, one I got where it was brought to me. Right. I was actually yes, so I was fitted to get the correct size and mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. so that now I I look normal again.
0: <laughs> I love that because I like to it. be honest, I, I couldn't tell when you told me, I was like, Really? Okay. Yes. I mean she, you look, she looks absolutely amazing, guys. I, I I just um I take my hat off to this woman. I think she is a a paragon of strength, um, a pillar of um, courage, yeah, um, and and I believe that uh, someone is being strengthened as they watch this interview. I believe that the word of life that's coming out of your mouth, the Zoe life of God, is is resonating okay. through the airwaves. And uh, even as we speak today, um, Gabrielle, I want to say thank you so much for being who you are, um, unashamed and unafraid to come publicly and talk about this, um, you know, what could have been a really disastrous thing. But what I love about what has happened is you have used this not only to change your life, but to speak life to others and, and be, you know, not just a helping hand, but be a, um, a place of support as well for, for other women, mothers going through this. And uh, when we're done with this, I'm going to have a conversation with your your very lovely um, daughter, who manage has managed to become a, a little gospel star in Trinidad all by herself. So, um, if there's anything that you would like to volunteer before we wind this interview up, what is your takeaway from this? What is it that you want to share with the world?
1: God is good.
0: <laughs>
1: God is good. You know, I, I can't stop seeing how good he is and how merciful. What is what is grace, unmerited favor, and that is what he has given me. And if he could do it for me, he could do it for anybody else. God wow. is great.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so very much, Gabrielle. I am just um, honored. It's a pleasure and a privilege to chat with you and with our small talk viewers we just want to say thank you i think you are a champion of champions continue to god eat well goodness. continue to work out continue to look amazing okay and uh, <laughs> and just continue to strive and keep on with god all right we Amen. love you, daily. Thank you yes you are so welcome and small talk viewers um, if you would like to get a hold of Gabrielle for some of her new start uh, fitness tips and, you know, whatever, and recipes and stuff like that, feel free to email us at www.vetvnetwork.com. All right. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. God bless you. Welcome. God
1: bless you too. Thank Take you so care. much. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.
0: Welcome to Small Talk. You are on with, with your tentator. That would be the end. The, the, the number one which was space for faith, family and fun. looking forward at this episode of Small Talk on Visual Entertainment Network. If you have not yet downloaded the app, I strongly encourage you to do that. Download the app. Please be sure to go to your respective app stores and rate our app because we want to take the messages that are on this network much further so that they can impact many, many more lives.